Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of The Beer Phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dice. The beer phase with your wannabe hosts, Mark Cox, Dice Fucking Cancer, Ryan Smith. If paint were battle points, I'd be best general every time, and Jeff Swan. Softest lists and everything else in the South. two or three weeks so it's been like two i think yeah maybe two and a half yeah figured we'd catch everybody up on what's been going down and uh kind of pimp the master's cast we're getting ready to do so before we get into that let's start it out proper ryan what are you drinking what are you drinking out of well jeff i'm drinking a leading for uh, my of the year list, it is Real Ale's Mysterium Vernum. It is the Scots Gone Wild. It is a wine barrel aged uh, Scottish ale, one of their wee heavies, with a little bit of wild yeast in for flavor. And amazing, and it's wonderful, and it's super limited release. It sounds really good. <laughs> what kind of? I mean, what kind of bottle or what kind of uh, wine barrels do they age that on? Is it red wine? I could not tell you off the top of my head, but I can try and look it up real quick. It's a white wine, isn't it? I'm out of a real old goblet. Cause... I have got some of the old standby Shiner Bach, and I'm drinking it out of my Hangover Heroes glass. Excellent. All 22 ounces. Jeff, what are you drinking, and what are you drinking out of? I decided to crack another one of these Breckenridge um, Nitro chocolate oranges which is pretty good like i'm not a big fan of nitros but um this one was pretty good just it has a little chocolatey uh like really tiny bit of orange in there it's not gonna like people aren't people don't like orange or something like that it's not like super heavy orange or citrusy it's just like really super subtle it's kind of chocolatey almost it's more of a porter body honestly i can't remember if it's a porter or a stout but it definitely drinks like a porter um it's pretty it's pretty decent. It was a seasonal thing for Christmas and I just so happen to have a couple left over, so with the beer phase out of the way, um what you been doing hobby wise, Ryan? I have been killing it on hobby, so 
Hot boner. Actually, I could go first since my hobby's yeah. not going so to be nearly I'm as massive as y'all's. It's okay. Yeah, so uh, basically the only thing I've been working on is I've got that Goku model um, mm-hmm. where he's like all torn up and going Super Saiyan, and I'm working on painting that. Uh, that is like the only hobby I've been doing probably the past three or four months. It's not that I've been working consistently on it. I've maybe put 40 minutes into it, but I've just got so much other stuff going on with Masters and Lone Wolf and work and all that other shit that I haven't really been able to sit down and paint. I think I'm going to get to this weekend though. So that'll be good. Um, and then army in a weekend, I've got those Basileans I want to try and get done. So hopefully I can get some of that stuff going. What about you, Jeff? Well, I've been doing a crap ton of stuff. <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot. Uh, so I, painted up something for Todd um, Serpico for Masters. Um, he bought my uh, Forge World um, rat demon that I've kind of had sitting around for a long time and a couple of my other Skaven things I'm just not really going to be using anymore. And um, so I painted up a rat ogre to match the rest of the rat ogres for him uh, so he could have a horde out for that. And then I painted up that Vermin Lord. Vermin Lord came out pretty good. Yeah, it does. It looks good thought it came out pretty good for, I think, probably about 20 hours of invested time, 25 hours of invested time into it. But, um, you know, that'll, that'll look good. He needed that done for Masters. And then I started on my Trident Realm stuff. I did a Depth Horror Eternal, uh, which is, you know, like the champion version of a depth horror, so he's a uh, monstrous infantry, and I got a reaper um, uh, wear shark that I was doing for that, and uh, did him up kind of like a flexed out great white. And, uh, got him, got him all painted up and stuff. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Um, anyway, I painted up a a reaper um, wear shark for that guy, and. Uh, got him all got him all done up based uh with the water effect and everything on the bottom made my own little coral for it and a little plant fixture down there because uh, i've been wanting to paint up that model for a long time it's a really cool looking model david bowman had uh, a couple of things he needed me to get painted for his master's list so he he brought me three um, um vargeists by that he needs to have for I think he's using them for um, Revenant Kings on Worms or something like that. I think that's what they are. Yep, that's what he's using. Um, so he's got three of those. So I painted those up for him. I kind of went with like a necrotic flesh for him, a little green and uh, like just a little lichen green type of color and brought it all the way out to a white with like some night nightshade blue, like wing membranes and a little OSL on one of them. Then I have gotten started on some more of my Trident Realm stuff. I'm currently working on a horde of Naiad and Snarers. I've already got the base for those done uh, completely uh, with water effect. And uh, I got some of those green stuff rollers from Green Stuff World and made up some kind of like ruins. So my thought process here is to have like like a bunch of ruined uh, temple stuff that's in like a marshy area 
where these guys have kind of like come through and um, coming through marshy style. My my whole thought process is the Naiads are going to be cross class because they're going to be for Trident Realms and for Forces of Nature. So all of my stuff that like kind of crosses over to both of them is going to be kind of storyline. So it'll be the Naiads will be marshy and the Naiad Worm Riders will be kind of marshy, right? But the Salamanders that can go in there, they're going to be. They make sense to kind of have a little bit rockier terrain, maybe like a little bit of waves crashing up, like their volcanic volcanic area into waves. So it'll be like lava meets water. And then all my undersea stuff, like uh, stuff that's just straight up Trident Realms, is going to be more like ocean meets beachfront into the marsh. So it'll be kind of like from the ocean to the sand to the marsh kind of look to it when it's all said and done. So those guys, the Naiads, is what I'm working on right now, and I just literally today finished up all of the armor on the 30 of them, which is kind of like a coral color. Color, it's like a, it's like a light coral, pinkish look to it. Uh, it's kind of like a dark flesh almost, but it's supposed to look like coral. So hopefully, I got about another 30 hours or so in that horde, and they'll be done. So hopefully. <laughs> Maybe twenty. We'll see. It, the problem, like the problem, was so many tiny little minis. Is there's so much tiny detail on them? It takes a long time to paint a lot of tiny detail. So as Ryan can attest, bigger models are nicer because you can get good transitions. Tiny models, much more time involved in doing a grip of tiny models. So a lot more finicky. Oh, so much more. Like I have. Eight layers just in the armor for these guys, which you know, ugh, it's like it's hard to like, like it's there's hard not to enough space on those models to have eight layers. Uh, honestly, that's, that's the problem you're, with it. Right? You're wasting it's, your time, man. Yeah, you, <laughs> you could probably get away with five. Yeah, a lot rougher. Yeah, that was the thing. Is I was like, eh, like I don't like to do washes a lot, but the mantic detail on their models is so micro, like it's so tiny that. You have to use washes to get in, because there's no brush on the planet that could get into something that's that small. So I ended up doing like a layer. Oh, so you have your base coat, and you have your layer, and then I had a wash on there, and then I had two more layers in a super, super thin wash of the same wash I did previously to kind of blend it a little bit easier, and then a highlight. And then I was like, eh, do I want one more highlight? So I'm kind of between whether I'm going to go one more or not. So. But it's you know, two layers are thin washes, right? But still, like it's just time-consuming when it's thirty fucking models. So, well, you reach a point where you're washing. Right, exactly. That's the problem, right? So you have to like your your final two layers have to be really bold, you know. Yep. So, but I mean, I think they'll look good when they're done. So, what have you been up great. to? Yeah, what have you been up to, Ryan? <clears throat> Sure, I got nothing else going on. So I've built about three thousand gold of Brithoniad, which is the Welsh dragon army for Darklands. I pinned and assembled almost the entire damn thing. Started painting it. I haven't painted it since like April, so I painted up two infantry, and it was good and cathartic for me because they only want it to a tabletop standard, so I don't have to go super crazy on the detail. I can go, oh, that's built. Layer, highlight, wash, second highlight, done. I yeah. I have to get trapped yeah. in the I know ultimate exactly. <laughs> wash of tininess. 
Yeah. Kill insane brush. I did that. That's the problem, right? Back in the hobby. You paint shit for other people, and you're just like, all right, somebody like. 80% of what I could do, right? Because, <laughs> like, if uh, I do 100%, I'm, I'm going to be here forever. I don't even forever. know that I'm going to 80. Uh, it's just so, it's so much work when you're like, I'm just going to give this away in a second. So. <laughs> After that, I built a bunch of uh, Mercia Albion, which are, like, their ogre line. Um, I went in my miscast bits bin and pulled out some stuff and just did a whole caster off miscast bits, which I love for, hey, free model. Then I jumped in and took some Rackham Confrontation Goblins, the Ashigaru, from back 12, 15 years ago. Uh, they're sculpted by the same guy that do, did the Ogarithne, because they're both big-headed kind of models, and they look like they're from the same place. I'm hoping that it, it transitions well as a Red Goblin unit. Um, and then I've got Ogres. I've got Ogres that I need to put giant giant shields on because big shields are an awesome thing oh got, hell yeah dude got a giant and a mammoth I've got all this stuff to do and i haven't put a single drop of paint on and lone wolf is what three two months away right. i haven't even started painting much less basing much less a display board Ugh. because right now i'm focused on potty training and i'm yeah potty training is fun <laughs> uh I feel you. <laughs> but it could be worse. Yes, it could. I am not well, complaining. I got a full eight hours from my last night, so it comes and it goes, and you know, it's a lot like being a Catholic. You just offer up the part where you're suffering, and it happens. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, Mark just went to uh, Shiloh. I know he's the only one that did. Uh, how did you do, Mark? I was and Arkansas. How'd you think uh, the tournament was? It was good. Um, yeah, we had, I think there were like 26 or 27 people signed up. 22 actually showed and played. And then he had the ringer ready, but we didn't need the ringer because we had even numbers. So we had 22 players. Uh, Jeff Schildgen came down from Minnesota or up north. I, th I think he lives in Minnesota. I can't remember. Uh, but he's definitely up north. And then uh, a lot of the... Northeast Arkansas guys came out. I think they had like a crew of six or eight people. And, you know, there's a handful of people from Texas, a few from Oklahoma. And, yeah, actually a majority of the rooms seemed like they were from Missouri or Arkansas. So decent little showing from the Missouri guys. It sounds like they're going to get a tournament up and running here in, was that, like 10 months uh, in December? So that's something that might be interesting. Oh, oh, duh, obviously. Um, Blue City Brawlers was there. They brought like six six players, seven players, eight players, something like that. You know, the, the typical folks. You had Rob Fanouf, Chris Gibney. Uh, Billy Smith came with them. Uh, Devlin obviously came. Uh, who else? Oh, my God, there were more people, and I'm just I'm blanking now. Uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, good tournament. A lot of the scenarios were tweaked from what we played last year. So I think he improved the tournament play a little bit better, you know, having actually been through the the event the year before. So he was able to make more tweaks. So it wasn't as, um, you know, because it was basically like all kill last year, like 100%. Well, yeah, pretty this much. Year, he was the first this year, there's only like really two... Yeah, he was the, he was the first. We were all learning yeah. from his mistakes. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um so he he got to correct some of those uh scenarios that were a little bit wonky. Um I think there was one that was probably still a little wonky. It may need a little more work, but um all the scenarios were fun. Uh, I had a lot of good games. Uh I definitely had probably one of the strongest lists in the field just because I was like, well, I've got to get kind of practice with what I'm looking at for masters. And so I took a variation of my master's list out there. Um, this was a 2,500-point tournament, so I actually got to throw 500 more points down. So I was like, well, what's the easiest way for me to do this without, you know, really altering the composition of the army? So I bought a whole bunch of items for stuff that I didn't end up using. And then um, I put, like, two more units into the army. And one of the units was chaff. The other one was a giant, basically. Uh, but the rest of the list played itself like it like it would, um, and it did really well. I I took four max wins, um, and then I had basically two draws. I had a ten ten, and I lost a point, so it turned into a nine. And my opponent got I think an eleven, uh, even though it was technically a draw. He still beat me by a point or two. And then uh, my other opponent, we drew, and I got the high side on that one. It was like an eleven nine the other way. So all told, it was a really strong performance for that list. Uh, I actually played the best general and the second best general um, and Aaron Chapman that weekend. So it was a pretty tough, uh, tough strength to schedule, but I actually did really well. Um, my paint score was good and my, my sports was good. So I actually ended up in the top spot on that, uh, which was, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, it was an awesome event and uh, Shiloh every year is a lot of fun. People that don't go to Shiloh are missing out because there's so many crazy shenanigans that happen. Um, seeing drunk Dan stealing drinks from the bar at the karaoke place is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, we went out and got pizza and had like two pitchers of beer by ourselves, uh, drinking with some War Machine guys because they had War Machine in the room too. Uh, and then some of those guys went out drinking with us later. So, uh, we were, we were drunk, man. Um, and then they started giving us liquor instead of beer. And I don't remember walking home. I think I walked for like two miles the wrong direction at one point and it was cold. <laughs> so that kind of woke me up and sobered me up, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not. But anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, it was, it was an awesome tournament and I'm really looking forward to going back again next year. And uh, hanging out with those guys, it was a lot of fun. They go with uh, five games or six. Uh, we did six. I want to say we did four and two. Wow. That's yeah, that's six. Game. Well, yeah, four <laughs> plus two is six. But that's I was trying I to remember if we did three the first day or four Would the you first like day. Cookie, my three-year-old can do that math. My point is, how how drunk was he that he can't remember if it was five or six games? Uh, I guess they all blur together after a while. Yeah. With as drunk as I got Saturday night, yeah, there's a lot of things that kind of blurred into a a weird memory where you're like, like was that, that, was I dreaming or did that really happen? Like, yeah. But it was fun. Uh, it was a shitty drive home. Oh, dude, too. I was so hungover. From yeah, but the night dude, before. finally, you weren't the boat anchor in the car. I mean, like, you got first well, place. Unfortunately, you drove by yourself. Technically, I was the <laughs> lowest 
placing in the car too on the way home. So yeah, way to finish last in the car, Mark. Yeah, I was right? last in the car. Mice. I just can't get away from it. He finally he finally places high and no one in the car <laughs> to be out placing. Oh, oh, dude, it so it was such a miserable drive home. Um yeah, I was I was so hungover in game five, I thought I was gonna go throw up at one point. And then I was like, dude, I still don't feel good. And so I popped some aspirin and stuff and drank some Gatorade. I drank like four Gatorades. And I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm not even hungry. I don't the the, the thought of food does not help me right now. So then I went into game six and uh I was playing my opponent and I think it was like maybe turn two and I was sitting down kind of waiting for him to go through his turn and I was looking at stuff and I stood up too quick and I was like, Oh God, am I going to throw up? <laughs> and I think he thought I was like being really intent on the game. Like, Oh man, he's really thinking hard. And I go, yeah. So I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to charge here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a miserable drive home. Uh, five and a half hours kind of sucks when you're tired and fucking hung over. But it was an easy drive. Like, it's just straight shot, basically. Take two turns. Yeah, I was like, it's like a six-hour drive, if I remember right. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive. It's actually five hours if you really, like, speed the entire time. Mm -hmm. But I felt like shit, and I didn't want to speed too much, so I stayed at the speed limit most of the time, and I got home in five-and-a-half hours. And that's with a break to, like, get gas and food. So it was not bad at all. Nice. Yeah. So that was that. What's up? You want to go out with me? No, I said I remember the drive back being rough when I went with you. Yeah. Or just, it felt like you were driving. Yeah. I'm used well, to mean, that in Texas. I'm not used to that. Well, the nice thing about the drive in Arkansas is, like, the countryside in Arkansas is really pretty. Because you actually oh, drive yeah, you through the mountain. Ridge yep, exactly. Cody farts and locks the windows. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Hypothetical. <laughs> that was not hypothetical. That happened. Hypothetically Definitely speaking. Definitely not a thing that actually happened. Oh, dude, if I had farted, I probably would have made myself throw up in the car. <laughs> That's fun for the driver. <laughs> I was driving, so... <laughs> That's what I mean. God damn it, me, stop farting! Damn me! Uh, me, myself, what, and I! But you fucking threw up on yourself! Drunk Mark digged sober Mark no favors that night. You asshole, did you shit my pants? Oh, oh, dude. So, so seriously, oh, like, yeah. so I was so drunk that um, I think that the Blue City Brawler guys fucked with me because when I woke up Sunday morning, I was wearing their shirt and their pants. Like, I took a shower in the middle of the night. I remember that, but. I was wearing a Blue City Brawler shirt, and I was like, I swear to God, these guys took like pictures of me or something while I was passed out. I like played dress-up with me. I don't know. I'm the prettiest <laughs> princess. That explains the girl picture. That... Right. Yeah, that 3 a.m. Whose cock this is. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Let's play Whose Dick Is It? <laughs> Hey Mark, guess which dick is in your ear? Well, it's not yours because yours is in my ass. <laughs> and we've spiraled. That's okay.
derailed. We we knew that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was that. Rated M for sex. <laughs> Rated M for monkey sex. Right. Yeah. So we've also done a couple of primers for Lone Wolf. Uh, well, actually, we've done one. The next one is this weekend. Uh, that first one went pretty well. I did something a little experimental. Um, it it obviously did not work. <laughs> But I'm not giving up on it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna take another shot at it and see if I can tweak it a little more. But yeah, so the uh, the little wolf scenarios are are looking pretty interesting so far this year. Uh, let's see what else. I don't know. If there is anything else that's been going on as of late? I mean, the UK Masters campaign day. finished. Yeah, that's right. We did campaign day too, didn't we? Campaign day was yeah, fun. That's how long it's been. We already covered the campaign day, though. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. That was that last episode. I, I didn't. You guys. Well, I didn't, but Mark did on Counter Charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Mark's right. celebrity. Like the lady. <laughs> I record more with Counter Charge than I do with you guys. <laughs> yeah, they like you more. They like, yeah, they like you more. Exactly they like you more than we like you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got where you're going with that. I don't disagree. Oh well, we have a couple of upcoming events. Uh, yeah, we do. Up. Uh, most notably, I suppose, is the um, coverage that we're going to be doing for the USA Masters. So, if you want to cover that, Mark? Sure. Uh, I don't know if we're actually going to get this out before the coverage happens. Maybe if we do, it might even be day of. But um, Thursday, what is that? February 9th? Correct. So. February yes, 9th, 9th at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are going to be live broadcasting on YouTube with Unplugged Radio, Countercharge, and Lake Swat. And what we're going to be doing is running through the first round matchups for the U.S. Masters. And we're also going to be outlining the lists that the players are bringing. And then we'll do our atypical who do you think would win in this matchup sort of uh, sort of dialogue. So that'll be fun. We'll do the first 16 tables. Um, 16, did I do that right? Maybe 18, something like that, whatever the number turns out to be. I think it's 18. Yeah, it might be 18. Um, the first 18 tables on Thursday, and then we're going to go to the primer on Sunday and then come back Sunday night and then do the last 18 tables of the rest of the, the Masters uh, matchups, and that will also be 8.30 Central Standard Time. So we're going to be running through that. Uh, the last I checked, all of the chairs, because what we do is we swap regions for list checking. So like I had to check Pacific Northwest. Um, I think it was the, the Northeast or the Mid-Atlantic had to check our lists. Um, and so basically all the regions just kind of swap to double-check list. So far, everything's been legal. So far, everything has been approved. So I think right now, Rob is working on first-round matchups, like actively today, because it's, what, Monday today? Mm -hmm. uh, so he'll probably have that for us ready by maybe Wednesday or Thursday for us to start kind of looking through. And then uh, what will happen is after we do those matchup casts, we're going to spill out the entire roster of lists to everybody. At least I think that's the plan. Um, so yeah, that's, that's happening. Like a plan. And we're doing that a couple of weeks in advance. One, because 
doing it the week before, uh, you know, people like on the weekend, you know, that February 18 and 19 aren't really going to be, you know, able to sit around and watch four hours worth of podcasts uh, because, you know, they're going to be getting in brownie points for when they take off for actual masters. And then two for people to kind of sit and think about their matchup um, and look at other lists too. Like there's some really interesting lists because I've gotten to see all of them so far. Well, not all of them. I've, I have access to all of them. I have not looked at all of them. I've looked at maybe 20 of the lists and there's some really interesting lists. There's some lists that I kind of don't know what the person was thinking when they made them. But then there's some other lists where I'm like, damn, <laughs> this is a list. Uh, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear about that stuff, definitely go out to the YouTube and, and check that out. We'll have the links plastered everywhere. Um, they're still working on doing live cast, like actually during the masters event. Uh, right now they don't have the equipment or the person to set up and run it, but they're still talking through people, uh, out there in the SE region, the Southeast. And if they find it, they find it. And so if nothing else, like there's going to be a shit ton of stuff on Twitter. We'll just be taking pictures and posting that stuff up too. So that's that's kind of what the uh, the next couple of weeks are going to look like. Yep, those the casts are always fun. They always just take forever for us to get through them and stuff. But they're well, they're, somebody they're wouldn't fun. talk so fucking much. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mark. Yeah, that's who I was talking about. It's all it's all me. Uh, yeah, should be, should be fun though. People like them for for some reason. They oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're entertaining. To do them. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 really entertaining. I mean, they're fun to do, and you know, and and players do find some sort of joy out of out of hearing that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's locker room, you know, yeah. message board stuff. But uh, yeah, the Masters is going to be really good this year. It's going to be really good to get everybody in the same room and and kind of talking. You're going to see a lot of meta clash because the meta, like for certain regions, is totally different than our meta. And I can just see that in the way some of the lists are being built and being brought. And I'm going, oof, okay, well, these guys aren't going to do good, too good against us. But mm-hmm. that other yeah, region I was say, is man, going to do pretty good be, against Yeah, It's going to be different. I mean... Because we're used to we're used to seeing a lot of pretty rough stuff. I mean, we have some soft lists and stuff, but there's we have we have a pretty <laughs> pretty pretty rough uh rough power game crowd on it too. So yep. So I mean, we get a good mix of it, but I mean, like when I went out to Lady Lake, I felt like probably only about five people in the room had like really serious lists. You know what I mean? Well, I I think that's comparatively to the list that we play because right. you know my experience at Lady of the Lake was they were pretty shocked about how things functioned. Oh yeah, like, totally. I was like, well, are you are you kidding? Like, I was shocked. No, <laughs> yeah. remember remember at Lady of the Lake, not a single not a single person was playing herd. I was shocked. I mean, I haven't been to a tournament out here where there hasn't been. At well, least... Chris, I mean, Chris Kapsner would have been, but well, he was but, running. Yeah, it, he was running so. it. It's just crazy to me because Herd is a really great list and a good player's hands. I don't think they had any Ratkin out there either. Uh, yeah, they did. They had like three Ratkin players on top of you and Todd. Did they really? Yeah, I don't remember them? Okay. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's that's Masters. Um, obviously the other thing that's coming up is Lone Wolf GT, which is in late April. I just had my 69th player sign up, mm. so. It's always fun. 
<laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. 69. <laughs> yep. Uh, now, if some of the players would hurry the hell up and pay, uh, what we're going to be doing is because of the new cock pack that's coming out in late February, because that's so close to the list due date, which is a month ahead of time, so late March, I want to make sure people will have a fair amount of time to read over the information and, and get their hands on it and kind of in, ingest it, if you will. I'm going to be putting a poll up on the Lone Wolf Facebook page once that book drops, and the paid players are going to get to uh, sway whether or not we end up using that for the Lone Wolf in April. I have a feeling it will because I've had a lot of people message me asking me, you know, actively, can we use this? Are we going to use this? I really want to use it. Uh, but again, I want to let I want to let people take take time and make informed decisions before we jump on something and you know put it out there if people don't necessarily have the amount of time to go and and get used to the alterations or the rules changes. Uh, so yeah, that being said. Countercharge did do a podcast with Nick Williams a couple of weeks ago where they kind of outline a majority of the rules that are changing in there. So if you're on the fence about it and you want to get a little more info before the book drops in late February, that's that's a good resource to go listen to because Nick really does explain a lot of the different items and changes and motivations for why it happened. Yep. I, for one, am excited about the changes. I mean, I helped, I helped work on them a little bit and, you know, they asked me a lot about the Trident Realm stuff that they were getting ready to make the changes on, so I got to have a lot of feedback over multiple weeks on what happened with the Trident Realm stuff, and being somebody who's literally painting Trident Realms right now, because I plan to play it as much as I can next year, um, you know, I think... I think people shit on Trident Realms a little bit too much, and everybody still to this day. I mean, like, Darren was just saying how they're completely unplayable and crap and that you can't bring them because they're terrible. I just, I wish that, I wish he was going to, he's, he's on the fence about coming to the UK uh, Clash of Kings next year. And I was like, I thought he said are. he wasn't. I was like, of course you're on the fence, because I challenged him. I was like, I said, you know, hey, man, I'll, oh, I'll be out there. So now he's like, oh, I don't want to go get beat by Jeff, you know, with Trident Realms. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, he would have to quit the hobby. He would have to quit the hobby. That, that would that would be it right there. Well, he already he already threatened to do that when he yeah. lost to Dan again at the UK uh, Clash, right? Yeah. It's all in good fun, though. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I know it's all it hyperbole. He doesn't mean it. It would be it would be fun, but anyway, um, you know, just a little couple of really tiny tweaks that's going on to him, make him a little bit more stand out, and the salamanders as well. So maybe people stop crying about them, which they're perfectly fine too. But you, you know, what, and I will say this: I would not. I mean, the list that I took to Shiloh would not have been nearly as effective as it was if we were playing with this pack. I, I would have had oh. to. Like yeah. I would have had to play my ass way harder than I did um, at Shiloh if these things had been in place, and I, and I honestly I'm okay with that. Uh, with well, you're not at... using, you're not changing anything though. No, no, I, I... oh the breath weapons, yeah, yeah, yeah right. it, it would yeah, have been breath weapon, yeah, right? The, the breath weapon and the lightnings, it would have been minus ones. Yeah, um, that's true. And but I think it's needed. Like I, I honestly do. I I I think it's way too easy for me to to throw that much damage out. 
uh, at range. Well, I would rather I would rather it be a combat focused game. But again, I'm not going to let my personal feelings sway whether or not we end up using that. I'm going to let the players decide, just like we did well, with you know everything else. The thing is, is it creates a meta shift. Um, so you're not going to see the same list this year, and next year, and the year after, and stuff well, like and that's that. Well, that's nice, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's some of the yeah. critiques we've heard after only playing for a year as well. I see the same right. list a lot. Well, now you're not going to see the same list. Cause well, I mean, even even if it doesn't... Too. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, and, and stagnant meta, and they're not doing releases four times a year. Exactly. Uh, so totally. there's got to be something to inject that in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you'll actually notice it pretty heavily even in the units, even in the armies that we're not using any of that stuff because what does that mean? Well, it, it means that people who had previously used breath weapons or lightning bolts or stuff like that to deal with combat armies, now those combat armies are slightly getting better. It's like, oh, well, my herd list doesn't really have breath weapons that I was using. Yeah, but now those aren't as much of a threat to you. Oh, they nerfed the vampire down to defense 5. Well, he was already a little bit too good, and on top of that, now he's going to be defense 5, but he has a lot less threats. The only thing you could use to lock that guy down, you know, dependably, was lightning bolts and breath weapons and shit like that. Well, yep. now you're going to take cover and stuff for him. So there's a lot of crying and stuff, but it's. I think the thing is, is people are crying before they see what actually is going to how it's actually going to change the game because I personally I'm more happy even with it affecting some of my stuff negatively I know the bonuses that I'm going to now be able to use other units in different ways that I wasn't able to use them before with the new with the new items with the new spells like it's it's going to be a good thing it's in people in a year people are going to be like oh my gosh this is so much better but right now, yeah, and then and then next year's changes are going to come out, and they're going to be like, "Why couldn't we just keep the changes from last year?" That uh, oh, totally. Everybody hated yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's plenty of playtesting. Typical that gamer goes into outrage, this, guys. Yeah, I mean, I I put at least I put at least six or seven Trident Realm games down with the changes, and they were perfectly fine. There's only one change that got made that I was like, "Eh, that they don't really need it." for this but it got done anyway so it is what it is so should be good i think when everybody sees all of the changes they'll be they'll be happy so and in the long run hopefully more tournaments and more turnout and more fun yeah and and it does give a variety of options so yeah, if a really tournament uses a portion of it another tournament could use a different portion of it and now you've got two completely different game Yep. experiences mm-hmm. as an option to you where if everybody's playing the exact same well let's play directly out of the book well then you've got five tournaments and they're all the exact mm-hmm. same experience right uh, yeah you know well so. yeah the other thing that really surprised me with how it was received so far even with the fact that people just genuinely don't know the full extent of what's happening <laughs> because they don't um is it the game the the players have been like oh man if only we had some more spells or only we had a couple more magic items and it's like you're giving up three magic items that are realistically they're a problem (laughs) um and being abused um and you're replacing it with like 
10 or 11 new ones, I, I feel like overall that's more options and more creativity, and you're not losing any spells, and you're gaining three more spells. So it's like people ask for these things, and then they get them, and they're mad that they got them. <laughs> so it doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, uh, well, and, and here's the thing, though. Like, they've done a couple of polls where they've right. asked people what their feedback is on it. And it was somewhere in the 90th percentile that it was positive where they mm-hmm. wanted to use the changes. So you've also got that, that vocal minority yeah. uh, situation where, you know, one or two Whoever's people the loudest, legi- yeah. Yeah, legitimately don't like it and they are just very loud about it. Whereas the other folks are cool with it, but they don't feel the need to, to go and specifically say, hey, I'm super cool with this every time the topic comes up. Right. Um, totally allowed to voice their opinions however they want you know feel free but don't don't get the don't yeah and that's the thing is like don't take your damn it don't take your impressions of reality from the internet (laughs) because just because you read it doesn't make it true oh look these five people hate this hate it okay well you're gonna play those five people in your life (laughs) depending on where you live maybe not right so it's kind of like the clocks thing, right? Like, I don't mind playing on a clock. doesn't really bother me. Oh, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it a little the bit more quiet? Say, I yeah, will but... never attend a tournament that has a clock. It's like, give me a fucking break. Come on. It's not that big of a deal. Like, it's it's really not. I can still talk. And and the same the other direction. Yeah. yeah. I'm never going to say, oh, well, I, I will never attend it, a yeah. tournament that doesn't have doesn't a clock. Have like, clock. why? Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah, I think I think it's a by event thing, you know, like if if your event is got three hours per freaking game and stuff like I think you guys had at Shiloh. I, I know we did last year or whatever, but it was like three hours per game. And I'm like, cool, well, I'll be done in an hour and a half. And then <laughs> no, dude, we, we had two hours for 20, 2500 points. And I, I finished every single game with. God, loads of time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. No, I don't think so yeah. either. Yeah, I think I think that first year where we had people that were that were going up against time was because nobody knew the game that well, so yeah. people were still learning it. But now that you've had people exposed to it for over a year, like I only saw a couple of games that actually went to the time clock, like where he was having to tell people like, "Hey, you guys have got five minutes left," uh-huh. and they were they were in inevitably it was like oh well it's turn seven right now oh okay cool well then you'll be finished in five minutes mm-hmm. it wasn't like hey you guys have got five minutes left well shit it's only turn three right i have been in one of those games where we're at the bottom of turn three and the time yeah but up. but not like, but not where the uh... scene has had exposure to the game for more than a year right right yeah 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 yeah, the yeah. only so, time I've ever run up on time issues was was what questions and slow. I was playing new players. Ah, uh, yeah. If you're answering a lot of questions, it's hard to meet the time. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that that's fair. I just think that, like, I know it was discussed for masters whether we were going to do clocks or not, and I was just like, yes, please God, yes. <laughs> I have I have no problem playing on a clock, but other people play different when they're on a clock, and that's what's going to force people to make the mistakes. Is if you're not used to playing on a clock, you're probably not going to play super great. If if I'm you know, if it's yeah, that's that's a that's an easy assumption to make. Yeah, there's nothing crazy about that idea. Yeah. 
Anyways, that all being said, I think we can wrap it up for tonight. Put a condom on it. Join us Thursday for more shenaniganry and list reading for the U.S. Masters, brought to you by something. <laughs> alcohol well, alcohol, anonymous. obviously. Brought to you by... <laughs> you keep crazy. trying. You're gonna you're gonna say something you funny. Can't. Keep going. <laughs> no, I was find laughing. Us. Nope. Keep I trying. I was laughing and I couldn't say it. Uh, Go for it, Jeff. Try again. No, it's okay. Come on, the give it a shot. Time is fast. The time oh, is fast. Did, did you run out of time clock? No. Quitting's for quitters. Timer and they just yeah. leave go flat in the front. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a full mm. erection. I don't go flat in the front. Watch this. Merchant Ministers. Oh my god. Ryan's, 15 hard inches. <laughs> Ryan's dick just grew 15 inches. His penis grew five times that day. <laughs> Did you start cracking up when I said that? No, no. I, I just loaded or knocked off the keyboard. Like that. <laughs> fucking dick punches through the top of the desk. Oh, Mercia! <laughs> Oh, damn it. I I break more keyboards this way. <laughs> that his dick sees the bill. <laughs> and you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At the beer phase all one word for the entire podcast or if you have to contact us by email you know if you want to say something for a long period of time you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com that's thebeerphase all one word at gmail.com Too kind, you've been thunderstruck.